great Friday to you on the Maze and Blue Review. We have former Michigan Wolverine Jerry DiOrio with us here on this Friday as he's been all year long. And Jerry is back from Indianapolis. And Jerry, it's great to see you. How was your trip to Indy? Great to be a Michigan Wolverine, Denny. It was fantastic. Want to give a shout out real quick to uh, one of my former players who's a walk-on at Michigan and uh, traveled with the team this weekend and um, spent the uh, Saturday night with his family and uh, with all the uh, Michigan football player parents all around us. It was just an absolute fantastic night and uh, just awesome. Yeah, celebrating a, a championship never gets old. And, you know, Jerry, I, I saw a picture after the party. There's the after party. And I think I saw you at the after party there. Uh, it looked like, you know, a lot of dignitaries, a lot of maize and blue. That you're holding up looks like a picture of you and uh, Jim Harbaugh. the biggest bear hugs I think I gave in a long, long time, Denny. That's Coach Harbaugh. And I, I just had to, I had to tell him how proud I was of being a Michigan Wolverine. And the way he's uh, conducted himself and this team, it's just been outstanding. Jerry, we get another, you know, 10, 20 people following you on Twitter, Twitter at Jerry Diorio, D-I-O-R-I-O. We're going to have to have that uh, become your, your, uh, your avatar on Twitter. We'll put a picture up there. So another 10 or 20, we'll crank it up, do that. We'll get that picture of Jerry up on Twitter because right now he's just going with the, you know, the, the black and white picture up there. We want to see vanilla uh, as always, Denny, vanilla we, as always. We wouldn't mind seeing a picture of you. So, you know, tell me, you know, the, uh, the, the game Michigan shuts out. Uh, I, what'd you think of the game? Uh, well, you know, I'll tell you what I thought about it. They are a very sound football team. They play hard. Uh, they try to bore you to death, which is pretty much what the consensus was from the people that were at the game and uh, people I've talked to that watched the game. It was, a, you know, kind of a boring game. A um, couple big plays here and there that uh, weren't really expected. But, um, you know, both teams just you got to give hats off to both teams. Fantastic effort on all parts. That number four that made a play on Samaj Morgan. Was that that's one of the most unbelievable plays I've ever seen uh, in my life. I've never seen somebody. I mean, he was literally 10 to 15 yards behind Samaj Morgan, went around bodies, through bodies, and made a play at the five yard line. Just an incredible, just an incredible effort on everybody's part that played in that game. Just phenomenal efforts. Were you sitting in the Michigan section? Or? I was sitting with the parents in uh in the Michigan section. Um Right next to the band in the corner of the uh, in the uh, in, in the end zone, um, just a great great atmosphere, great atmosphere. And what what about that after party? Like you know, the you just go in there and uh, flash a card, and or do they just say uh, you just walk up, uh, you know, hold up a championship ring, and then they let you pass. I mean, no, you no, I had to have Joel Metzger uh, come out and get us. He was already on the second floor with all his buddies and. Um, he was with his dad and his grandfather, and um, uh, me and uh, the kid, the other kids were uh, were there. Anna and uh, and, and Sarah and uh, his his uh, his mother uh, Melissa. We we came down and they stopped us. They wouldn't let us off. And uh, 
showed him everything. Oh, no, you got to get somebody in there. So Joel came out and uh, showed his authority and got us in. And that's where I saw Coach Harbaugh after the game. And uh, I, I was surprised because there was a cop with him. There was a police officer with him. I'm, I'm surprised he uh, let me get that close to him. But uh, just a yeah, just a great atmosphere, fantastic. Um, just so proud to be a Michigan Wolverine. Surprised you just didn't tell him, hey, I'm a co-host with Amazing Blue Review. I'm surprised they didn't just say, okay, right this way, sir. Well, Denny, that's the one trick I didn't do. So you, you, I got to do that next time. That's right. Tell them you know who I am, and then they uh, let you in there. But, you know, lots of smiles, and it looked like you talked to Sharon Moore for a second. Or Yep, I met Sharon Moore. And, you know, um, funny thing, I, I you know, he was uh, taking pictures with all the all the family and stuff, and I got a real quick glimpse. I just mentioned, hey, listen, uh, we got a unique uh, acquaintance, uh, Bobby Stoops, and he got all big smiled. And, yeah, hey, Bobby, yeah, played for Bobby. And, um, no, he's a great young man, and uh, – We've got some great coaches behind Coach Harbaugh. We've we're pretty loaded in the coaching uh, coaching ranks right now. There you go. Well, uh, we are uh, going to talk about the uh, coach at Michigan coming up here. Uh, we will look. I would say, of course, we're going to look at the Rose Bowl, but I don't know. Maybe not everybody out there is thinking about Michigan and Alabama. No time, like right now, today, to think about him. Jerry has pulled some uh, some film from Nick Saban's team, and I'm interested to see what he is going to show about this year's Alabama team. But, you know, you mentioned those uh, coaches, and uh, the one you got a picture with that you show right off the bat, Jim Harbaugh. Jerry, uh, every year around this time, you know, there's, uh, at least for the past few years, been like, well, Will he or won't he? You know, is is is, is he thinking about the NFL? Is he going to sign a contract? Of course, we know that he's come back each and every year, and here he is again. And you know, Michigan fans are like, "Yep, let's get him signed up." He wants that contract, and you know, we've seen some of the the different reports, Mason Blue Review for the past couple weeks. We've uh, we've seen some reports that then the national people seem to pick up on over the last couple days about. Uh, you know, this uh, public discussion about, you know, Harbaugh and if he would sign a deal. But, you know, some of those particulars in there that, you know, he'd be the highest paid coach in the Big Ten. What are your thoughts about this and, uh, and the possibility of getting Jim Harbaugh back in the fold for the foreseeable future? Isn't it great, Denny, to have somebody leading our program that everybody wants instead of somebody that we want to shoot out? Um, I mean, yeah, he's going to get offers all the time. He's going to be talked to all the time because he's a phenomenal coach. Now, what I said, you know, that's what I kind of said last week. I'd rather have a person that's trained and leave than a person that's not trained and causing us uh, business. Um, number one. Number two, uh, the, the, the guy has produced backups behind him. I mean, when you go six games and leave your coordinators and your assistant coaches to the helm, I mean – that says a lot. That, that says a lot about your leadership, your leadership abilities, the trust you give your coaches, the, the faith they have in you, the work ethic, ethic that they put forth. Um, just a great scenario. Uh, I don't I I like the contract that uh, from what I'm hearing, it's a fifty five million dollar contract for five years. Um, and. Uh, I, I think it's a good contract. I, I think he is enrooted in Ann Arbor. 
but I think he's always going to want to see uh, those offers coming and see what the uh, NFL has. But, um, you know, I think it's good that we got somebody everybody else wants. Yeah. Uh, you know, big Michigan fans, you know, like uh, I think they love Harbaugh for good reason over the last few years, but they don't necessarily like January Harbaugh. January Harbaugh after the season's done and then the NFL the the hiring thing goes around, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, you know, he could be gone. You know, the funny part was you mentioned, you know, it's good that everybody wants him. You know, three years ago, <laughs> I don't think anybody wanted him, you know, in the NFL. I think he was out there and he wasn't necessarily like, hey, here I am. But there weren't also wasn't anybody out there saying, hey, what about Jim Harbaugh? And then, you know, the two years ago it was the Vikings, you know, obviously there was some interest there. And then you know, he said he didn't. He said he was done, but then he, you know, was talking to some teams last year, the Broncos and and the Panthers. Even though you know a lot of people think, no, that was just a boost up the the assistance, and and you know maybe that's true, but uh, it, it looks like part of this is that you know he 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 does want to like uh, at least keep those options open. It could be a couple different reasons uh, for that. NCAA could be one. Uh, he actually, yeah, actually absolutely. Won- actually does want to go to the NFL, you know, too. Uh, so there's a couple of things in there. It's funny when you, if you talk to Michigan fans, I don't want to hear any of that noise. I understand that, you know, the best thing for Michigan football is to get this guy signed and have him here for the next five, 10 years. And that would be great. And that's what everybody wants. And there is a, a real possibility. And I think that possibility is more likely than the other one. And the other one is, is what a lot of other people outside of Ann Arbor are saying he's gone in the NFL. I mean, so uh, if there was That's some wishful thinking from their part, well, who knows? Who knows uh, about that? So yeah, that's your opinion to be wishful thinking. That's good. That, that's your opinion, Jerry. We hope that you're right. We hope that you're right. And so uh, you certainly got a contract that would, you know, he would make him, you know, right there. He's one of the top coaches in all of college football right now. And Hey, he has a good New Year's and uh, a great uh, New Year's Day, and then a you know a, a, uh, one more after that. Heck, uh, who knows? You might consider him to be currently the best coach in all of college football. And, and only what Jerry, one guy is. Uh, if this contract, if the particulars are right, would make more money than Jim Harbaugh. Isn't that correct? Saban. That's it. Um, you know. All contracts can be bought out, so it don't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, contracts can, can be bought out if you got enough deep, deep enough pockets, and your desire is there enough. Things can be worked out. Jim Harbaugh is looking at eleven million dollars a year. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money that somebody's going to have to come up with to lure him away. Not to mention the buyout. Um, it, it's a that seems like a pretty good contract. And uh, I, I I got a feeling he's uh, very interested in re-signing right, uh, as, as soon as possible. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying about the buyouts, but it's also uh, one of those things that, you know, uh, teams, if they really want you, like you say. Well, if they want you. It, if no, they if Carolina right. wants you, he's got money to buy you. Right. You're right about that. But also having a big gigantic buyout, you know, it can be a sticking point with some teams, you know, that, that don't necessarily want to shell out a 10, $15 million 
even if they do like you. So I don't know, whatever. Uh, I hope he stays. I hope he signs the contract here. I hope we don't get to a January situation where it plays out. You know, it, it would be nice. That's a lot of money. What's that? $11 million. That's a lot of money per year. Yeah, well, if it's just about the money, maybe he could get more in the NFL. So, you know, I don't think it's just about the money, but, you know. No, I don't either. I think you're right there. And it's great to have options, you know. Who's to say that he just wants to go just to see what they would say, just to see what they might dangle in front of him. And, you know, the one thing that I think about it is that as we sit here, as much as – there's a focus on recruiting and every single thing matters when it comes down to recruiting. I don't think, I don't necessarily think Jim Harbaugh agrees with that because the last three years they've allowed the contract to to push into signing day two years ago on signing day. And then, you know, it was the kind of same thing last year. It's like, why wouldn't you just get this done? You know, with signing day and everything else. And, uh, and people point to that now. I'm like, Hey, you know, uh, we're trying to flip players. You got the early signing period. I don't, I don't think it matters as much to, it doesn't seem like it matters as much to Harbaugh, you know, the recruiting angle that people are so worried about when it comes down to the contract negotiations and everything else. I mean, it, 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 it can't help, but I don't know how much it hurts. I mean, I want to play for somebody who's got that pro connection. You know, if I'm a division one player, a five-star, four-star Heck, I want to I want to play for that coach that's got that pro connection. All these pro coaches going after him, uh, brother in the NFL. There's a lot to be said for that. So, yeah, you're right. Team. Yeah, well, the the coach that is the highest paid the coach is Nick Saban. That's who Michigan is playing in the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day. We find out we know the broadcast team at five o'clock on ESPN on New Year's Day, 2024. It's going to be Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet. They'll be on the call. So we do know that. Some other particulars for Michigan that we talked about earlier this week with the transfer portal being open, Michigan interested in a 6'5 wide receiver from Indiana. Yeah. And also, nice Michigan nice is um, hosting a defensive back this weekend who played his college ball last year at Western Kentucky. So some things to keep an eye on, you know, while you're waiting for the matchup against Alabama. Jerry, while people are getting nervous about the uh, semifinal on New Year's Day, a lot of it has to do with just the guy that we mentioned, Nick Saban. You see him on the other sideline in all those championships and Alabama, and people just get scared just because of the name and nervous just because of the coach on the other sideline. I mean, you get that? Well, I'll tell you, I'll give you a little Nick Saban story real quick. Denny, this is where I learned everything I needed to know about college football. Nick Saban was recruiting me one day for West Virginia, telling me how great West Virginia was, and the next day he was recruiting me for Ohio State. <laughs> That's college football in a nutshell right there. I mean, there is you're, – you're loyal to yourself, and uh, then your team, and then uh, you move on. Uh, obviously, uh, one of the great greatest coaches, if not the greatest coach in uh, in, uh, in NCAA history. I mean, the guy has been uh, phenomenal everywhere he's gone. He, he had he had a great tenure at uh, Michigan State. They, I I was happy to see him leave Michigan State. I couldn't believe they let him go. Uh, then he goes to LSU, wins the national title there, uh, goes in the NFL, and like he said, he had more uh, first round draft choices when he went to Alabama than he did at the Miami Dolphins. So. 
Uh, and then he goes to uh, Alabama and creates an, uh, an absolute juggernaut and uh, uh, great reputation. Uh, you know, they, these guys walk on the field and you, you're, you're um, a little bit intimidated just by walking on the field with them. But I, I will say this, I will say this. Uh, and I think I'd rather play Alabama than Georgia. And why is that? I just think Georgia healthy is a very, very dangerous team. I saw them healthy against Kentucky. Now, I know Kentucky's a 7-5 and five team, but they also beat Louisville, who was in the ACC championship. Um, Georgia healthy is dangerous. They're explosive on both sides of the ball, on their kicking game. And I just don't know if Alabama is as talented as Georgia is healthy. That's my take on that one. As we sit here, and it's still a ways off from New Year's Day, Jalen Milrow, everyone is familiar with the quarterback from Alabama. And, you know, he got benched, but then he's really come on. He had the Milrow miracle against um, Auburn in the Iron Bowl, played pretty well against Bama. You know, he needs a first down. He can run for it. He can throw. He can do those. How about this analysis? And we're going to watch some of the Alabama defense. Antoine has put some of his analysis up on the tied defense. He says they play cover seven and match cover three a lot of people switching and man-to-man and zone man principles. He says Michigan will have to implement a lot of crossing routes to confuse the coverage. What do you think about that analysis? Well, we're going to take a look at a little bit of Auburn. I haven't really got into Alabama looking at them real hardcore. I've I've watched them against Auburn, a little bit about Georgia. Uh, One thing I noticed is uh, they like sending five. They they like to send five. Uh, They play some uh, stack three. Uh, with uh, inside leverage on the um, on the defensive tackles, on the offensive tackles, uh, I'll show you a four eyes, what I call it. Um, they do seem to run a little bit of uh, a man under zone, uh, two deep or one deep on top. Uh, they like doing that. But I, I think the one thing that really stuck out to me about their defense is they like to send five. They like to send five. Now, when you look at Alabama, statistically speaking, they have – three of the top six um, defenders for sacks in the SEC. Um, they've, they've got some uh, some pass rushers, but I think they get home because they sent five so much. Um, the, the one thing that really concerns me about this team is that quarterback. He is elusive. He's, uh, he, he's dangerous. Um, he's very calm in the pocket. I mean, he, he yeah. doesn't, he doesn't look like he panics at all. He just sits back there like he's uh you know, on a Sunday afternoon, eating ice cream, and then um, then he moves, and, and he's dangerous. Uh, th- this is the best quarterback we've seen all year, no question about it. I don't think their receivers are as good as Ohio State's receivers. I don't think their running backs and their running game is as good as Ohio State's run game was. Um, and I'm not sure if their defense is as good as Iowa's. All right. Uh, before we watch some of that tape, how about – this question that comes in from AJ, really it's a statement, but uh, you know, you're a former offensive lineman, Jerry, you've watched this Michigan offensive line with a, uh, a keen eye. What about this point here? 
AJ is hoping that Michigan moves Trente Jones to the guard position, if that's possible. He's a run blocker, not a tackle. What do you think about that? Well, AJ, with all due respect, my position is I want to keep my movements as little as possible. And so now we've had Trente Jones with a little bit over a quarter uh, against Ohio State at tackle and now four quarters against Iowa at tackle. Uh, I hate moving parts around too much, especially this deep in the season. Obviously, our staff feels that this is the best lineup uh, that we could that we can utilize. Um, Barnhart, from what I'm understanding, and, and, and a little bit from what I saw, I think Barnhart's uh, maybe a better guard than he is tackle. Um, I don't think he had any chance of beating out Zenner, uh, but I do think he's a better offensive guard than he is a tackle. Um, you're 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 right. As far as pass protection, uh, with Trent A. Jones, we're going to watch him one time against Iowa. He tends to get his head forward a little bit, leans forward a little bit, and that's what defenders want to see. When you start leaning forward, the defenders can grab you and pull you and get around you. And he looked like he held on a couple times uh, at that tackle position. Um, we're, you know, that, it's not a great situation. We lost our captain. We lost our captain, and uh, this is the decision that they've made to move Barnhart to uh, guard and uh, Trente to uh, tackle. I, I I think they're trying to keep their moving parts as uh, little as possible. Yeah, it is interesting without being down there to watch them in practice to see how they're performing and how they're evaluating. Uh, Gio Alhade, who looked like he could have been a starter with a, a you know, with a, you know, if, Michigan didn't have two NFL guards there. You know, it was like, you know. Oh, he's a big kid. You know, he's looked really good in there. So it was a surprise that they moved Barner out there I was, inside absolutely. to begin with. And the thing about Trent A. Jones I've watched over the years is that sometimes I'm I'm watching the tape and I see like this big, massive, uh, maize and blue player, like 10, 15, 20 yards down the field. I'm like, who's that? And it's Trent A. Jones. I mean, this guy is is about for his size. I would bet that you know he's as if you're going to test out an athlete, he's as good as yeah. they come when it comes to athlete. He's got the intangibles when you're talking about, or maybe the measurables would be a better word, like the arm length. And but I don't know, like you're talking about, you need that technique, you need that foot speed as uh, as a tackle out there, and he must put that on display. You know, just a tick better than, uh, or you know, than what El Hadi brings over uh, Barnhart as guard, and then Jones as Barnhart as a tackle. So, I mean, like, uh, I get what he's saying, though. You know, he's such a powerful, put together type player. You know, he looks like he could be a guard. It's tough. You're out there on an island. I think for the general folks, I'm talking about myself. Like, I didn't play offensive line. A lot of times. Um, when I see an offensive lineman uh, get beat off on the, you know, that's when a, a tackle, I can't really, most of the time I can't tell inside, but I can tell at times when a tackle gets beat by a defensive end. And I don't know, I go back to last year where I saw Trent Day Jones, maybe in the first six games, there was, I think in the, the non-conference, there was a player too. It was like, you know, they, he got a little flat footed or something like that. So I don't know if that kind of stays with me, but you know, maybe AJ knows what he's talking about, but those are good 
thoughts that you had anything else on that? Uh, no, I, you know, AJ, it's a, it's a great point. Uh, you know, like I said, my, my thing is obviously Michigan, the, the coaching staff felt like uh, let's keep our uh, moving parts as uh, minimal as possible. Like I, like, like you, uh, Denny, I was kind of surprised that Hottie didn't uh, get in there. I, I was looking for him to be a guard. I was very surprised to see that, but um Obviously, they think uh, we think that uh, this is our best lineup. All right, let's look at some more, just a, a few more of these uh, feedbacks, and then we'll get to the film. Todd is saying Roman Wilson has to look like a number one. Well, he wears the number one. I think he can be a number one. I know they got Kool Aid uh, as a as a corner over there, which uh, which is a great name, and I hope he ends up in a Lions uniform. But you know. Michigan has more than just Roman Wilson. You know, when you, I think that, I think you have to go back and remember what we were talking about in the off season. A lot of people looked at it and said, Michigan doesn't have the wide receivers to win a national championship. Well, Roman Wilson, you know, uh, proved that wrong. Well, then they, now they're saying, well, Michigan only has, you know, one Supreme wide receiver. Well, you know, Kojo uh, is, uh, is the kind of complimentary wide receiver to Roman Wilson which I think, you know, he has been pretty good. And I, there's you know, a reason why Kojo is open on the outside so much. Number one, you're going to see JJ looking off a little bit and, and hitting Johnson, but they were giving him cushion. And the reason they're giving him cushion is because they know he can beat him. Um, he, uh, he's a very dangerous receiver. Um, not getting the publicity that uh, I think he deserves. But this kid is a very dangerous receiver, and nobody wants to uh, um, uh, look past him and, and look at other people. Yeah, and I would mention, and I've tried to say this all summer when people talked about the Michigan receivers, and you could pick Colston Loveland as, uh, as a wide receiver. I mean, the way that he runs routes, you see on some of these fourth downs, some of these third downs when he's peeling off, you know, who are they looking for? They're looking for Loveland. And he has been talked about as the second best type uh, pass catcher in college football behind Brock Bowers. Jim Harbaugh, just as a, a news conference or two ago, said he's Michigan's Travis Kelsey. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if people sleep on him, but when I hear the analysis of like Michigan's only got, you know, Roman Wilson, I wasn't saying necessarily that Todd was saying that. I have just heard people when they're analyzing this game, uh, they're still talking about stuff that Michigan proved, you know, uh, went out there. This is like the summer stuff. It's like they didn't even watch the season. It's like, no, Colston Loveland is a very dangerous pass catcher. Roman Wilson is an exceptional speed wide receiver, can take the top off of the defense. Kojo has had a really good year. He can do it all. And somebody that you mentioned earlier, Jerry Samaj Morgan, he had the fabulous punt return, the 78 yards, but, and, and, you know, he has been effective and it's a smart thing to do. Get him some, uh, some carries on some of those, uh, you know, jet sweeps or whatever you want to call them. But he's also proven that he can go out and, you know, that he can catch the ball too and, you know, and take off. And so, you know, those are, there's four right there. I mean, how many you need? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, when you say we have the second best tight end in football, behind Brock Bauer. That's what I'm talking about. Our team has got weapons everywhere. Georgia had weapons. They have weapons everywhere. Um, 
That's why I like our chances. We have the tight ends. I don't think they have the tight end that can match up with ours. Um, I think we, you know, when, when you sit there and say Kojo is behind um, uh, Roman Wilson, he, he's not as good as he's not as good as uh, some of these other. That's baloney. Kojo has made huge plays all the time. Last year against Ohio State. This year. This year against the Iowa. Those out patterns, you're going to look. Iowa was close to covering those patterns. He made some great plays, and uh, he's a weapon. And he's a weapon because they got to back off him. They If they go on him, they could get burnt. And Alabama likes playing nose on those wide receivers. So that could be a real challenge for them. Yep, I would also put into the mix there, and when because you, I think you said wild card. Donovan Edwards is a wild card in Absolutely. the receiving game too. If you can get the matchup, uh, you know, flex him out. Uh, it might be automatic if you look over there and there's a linebacker out of him that you know Michigan's going to a kind of a special play there. Uh, I would imagine that they would try to see if they could get a, an Alabama linebacker on Donovan Edwards. I would like that matchup in the uh, in the pass game for the Wolverines. Well, you know, you hopefully we're going to get to it, but we, I, I uh, have a play against Alabama or against Auburn where that was exactly the case. Uh, basically, a back went in motion, um, and uh, they ran a little uh, rub route, and uh, the guy, the uh, receiver was wide open. The, the uh, motion guy was wide open. Uh, they seem like they want to play a lot of man under, which uh, is good for us because we have a mobile quarterback that can move. Uh, man under means you're turning your back to the uh, line of scrimmage. So um, that that's something they're going to have to worry about. You know, the one thing that Iowa did to us that really took us out. You know, when, when you're a, when you're a run oriented team, you like seeing blitzes because you pick them up and you can bust them and go. Iowa play zone behind it, and what you're going to see is their safeties were able to come down. There were times where I saw holes uh, from where I was sitting in the, uh, in the stadium and Iowa's safeties were downhill now playing the run. Okay. Well, if you're playing the run, that means you can't play the pass. Well, guess what? When we threw the ball, they were seven back uh, with nowhere to go with the ball. You're going to see it multiple times when we watch the film. Um, if Alabama lines up and goes man against us, I think, uh, uh, we can exploit that pretty well. All right, Jerry, I have one more question for you. And I don't know if you're going to have an answer. Uh, Army tomorrow is a three point favorite over Navy. You get a pick in that game? Well, I got to go with my uh, my buddy Elliot Uslack and go with the Navy uh, midshipman. Uh, I got to go with the uh, the cadet, the, uh, the Navy uh, midshipman. They're got to go with them. That's my uh, my buddy Elliot Uslak's old team, and uh, you know he's been in the Michigan Ohio State game. He's been in all these situations, all these great rivalries. The one game he talked about that was greater than the Michigan Ohio State game, which I find hard to believe, was Navy Army, and uh, we used to have a picture of his team when uh, when we were at Benton Harbor. We used to have a picture of his team. Uh, coming out against Army, and uh, we're you know we're looking at the picture, and and he's like you know half those young men are are done are are gone, they're de- they're 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 no longer because mm. of their service to our country, 
And so that game, it, it really means a lot more than, than just a football game. That, that is, uh, that's our nation. Um, it, it's just a great game. And uh, uh, God bless those young men. Tomorrow, three o'clock, uh, Jerry's favoring the midshipmen. All right. Uh, you mentioned the film a few times. We want to get to that. And you see that uh, MLC is talking about Walter <laughs> Nolan, the uh, transfer portal. You want to know about uh, Walter Nolan, the the former uh, Texas A&M defensive tackle that ended up going down to College Station, and now he is out there on the transfer portal. Well, to get the latest, you want to subscribe to the Maze and Blue Review today by going to Michigan.Rivals. Dot com. Jerry, you know, you're always out there. We're in the holiday season. You start thinking about, well, I want to get somebody, especially the Michigan fan in my life, something special. Well, go out there and get them tickets to the Rose Bowl. That would be the number one thing. Get them two plane tickets, give them airfare, get them hotel accommodations, and give them tickets on the 50. That would be the best gift. Uh, second best gift might be tickets to the national championship. Same thing. Third best gift a subscription to the Maze and Blue Review. You do that by going to michigan.rivals.com, a little bit cheaper than uh, going out and blowing, throwing down that money on uh, tickets to the Rose Bowl or then the national championship game in uh, Houston, Texas, NGL Stadium. We're going to get to the film, and I want to thank Quick Cut for the video in analytics. And now, Jerry, we are ready for you to blow this thing up and get it going. All right, Denny, here we go. There you go. And I'm going to have to shut it down again, it looks like, Denny. Oh, see, that happens. That happens uh, here and there. And then it comes back, and then, you know, you, you get it. So that's it. Okay. Well, let me see. Where am I at here? Okay. You, you, you take it. OT says he has a feeling that Michigan will feature – Donovan Edwards speed, and that will help beat Alabama. I would think that you would do that as well. Mark is saying against a great D, you can't have drops. They kill the momentum. I see what he's saying there. And no, we had a couple drops. We had Loveland drop one, which was uncharacteristic, and we had uh, Barner drop one. So yeah, those that that we, we can't have that. That's for sure. About J.J. McCarthy, let's get to this uh, uh, film. You're, you've got some of it up here, and we're taking a look at the Michigan quarterback. In a now, 25-1 and one career starter for uh, Michigan. This is unbelievable. Uh, uh, Rain is a starting offensive uh, quarterback and uh, just had a phenomenal year and phenomenal uh, career. Denny, watch this. Um, Iowa, number one in defensive efficiency, what we talked about last year. Under four yards on first down, less than half on second down, third down, get off the field. Here we are looking at third and four. Um, where's there where's there a place to go, Denny? Where can we go? Look at all these coverages. They're just playing, they're rushing four base defense, rushing four. Coverage everywhere. Loveland's covered. He's covered by three people, basically. Once here, uh trading off to here and over here to corner. Okay, you have the two safeties deep that are eyeballing the outsides. Johnson out here covered. Linebacker in the uh, in the window of uh, I think that's uh, Barner. Um, 
Iowa is sound on defense. They play a phenomenal base defense. That's a tough throw right there. Good protection. Good protection. They, they're covered everywhere. Watch the safety. He knows he should have come up on that. That's who should have had that play right there. Right there. He knows that's his play. And he's upset with himself. But that's the kind of th- uh, defense that Iowa gives you. They're not going to let you beat them uh, with big plays. They're going to play sound, fundamental defense. They're not going to blitz a lot. And they're going to pass people off and cover behind it. Very effective. Very effective defense. Um, you know, Denny, when I was a coach, uh, we ran the ball a lot. We ran the ball mostly every time. I loved it when people blitzed. When people didn't blitz, I could never account for the safety. And that's where P, uh, uh, Iowa was making plays all day long. Their safeties were coming up. Where there was a hole, there was a four-yard gain. Where there was a hole against Penn State, it was a, uh, it could have been a 30-yard touchdown. Against Ohio State, same thing. Against Iowa, those safeties were playing down low and, and playing tough. Okay, here's the next play. Uh, here's one of the next plays. Uh, fourth and seven. We're, we're going to uh, go for it on fourth and seven. It's a great call. Uh, why not go for it? We're going to punt the ball. It's going to probably go in the end zone. Tough, tough punt. want you to watch J.J. McCarthy look at this safety here and keep him from making a play underneath Johnson's um, out route. Watch J.J. He's looking right there. Watch. You see him. You're, you're, you're seeing him. They're, they're eyeballing pretty much each other. He should have been able to get out here on this out pattern. This safety right here was probably supposed to get out on this out pattern. But with J.J. occupying him with his eyes, gives him just enough time to throw that out. That is J.J. making a play right there. That's high-level stuff, isn't it, Jerry? That's high-level football right there. Now, the one thing I will say to um, A.J. earlier I want you to keep an eye on uh, uh, Trent A. Jones. He's got to start learning to punch a little bit more and get his hands out in front. Watch him. He kind of holds here, right there. You see that, Denny? I do. Okay. The reason why he's holding there is because he's not punching with his hand. Watch his hands go out a little bit. You see how his uh, left hand goes out there a little bit? He's, he's, He's reaching and grabbing instead of punching. And he gets his head in front or gets his head out in front a little bit. That's what defenders want to see because now you're lunging. Now the defenders got you. Um, I would like to see him work on that a little bit better. Get those hands out there. Get the the hands inside. It's not so much the feet. It was the, the hands getting them engaged inside quicker. Getting the hands inside and getting the head back. Get the head back and the hands inside. And that's a much better play. But this year, you're right, Denny. This is high-level football right here. J.J. looking down the safety, giving him just enough time to make that throw to Kojo. And I'll tell you right now, I was pretty good on defense. Look at the cushion they're giving him. They're still giving him a nice little cushion right there. And that's not bad, really. That's only six yards. But that's that's high-level stuff by uh, – by our quarterback and our coaching staff right there. That's that's big time. James Turner, what a weapon he has been. I'll tell you what, Denny. Um, one of the things that we might have underestimated about Michigan this year is all three phases of the game. We know we can 
we can uh, we have a great offense. We have an explosive offense that can hit you at any time. Our defense, the last four games against three top 20 teams and against one of the best quarterbacks in the country, we've given up less than 16 points a game. The one thing that really has come along, especially late in the season, is our kicking game. Um, James Turner has been absolutely phenomenal. You lose, uh, um, uh, um, gosh, what was his name from last year? Oh, gosh. Honey Moody. Moody. You lose Moody, and you're thinking, what the heck are we going to do in the kicking game? And when we end up with James Turner from Saline, Michigan, what an addition. Then you talk about Doman and his punting, and now you got Samaj Morgan um, um, returning punts. The only thing I would like to see from Samaj is the catch balls more. He, he let a couple drop and cost us some field yeah. position. He, he cost us some field position, but, boy, did he break the game open with that 85-yard uh, punt return. But our kicking game has been absolutely fantastic, top-notch in the country. And when you got your offense and defense working and you got your kicking game going, boy, that's a nice, nice deal. I, I, I didn't want to go over this. I don't have this marked. But I just want to give this kid a shout-out. Look at this. Denny, he's 10 yards away from Samaj Morgan, one of the fastest kids on our team. Look at that. What number am I looking at here? Number four? Number four. Look at him. Back here. All right. Let me see where he was at. Watch him. I, I hadn't heard anybody play. talk about what a great play this was, so I'm going to watch him. Oh, he's trailing the play. All right. 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 He's one of the gunners down there. Beats the gunner and gets down. He's there. the first one down. He's the gunner. He is the gunner. First one down there. All right. He's on the ground and he gets up. All right. Here he is at the falls down at the five yard line, gets up at the four. And he's 10 yards behind him. 12. Yeah. He's 10 yards behind Samaj Morgan. It's look at him. He's going through people around people. How in the heck did he make that play? That's what we played against. That's what we played in the championship game. That's the kind of effort that those kids from Iowa put out there all game long. That's a heck of a football team. They play hard. And, and they, it's unbelievable uh, this kid makes this play like this. Unbelievable play. Denny, I wish we'd do this a little bit more. I wish we'd do this out in the field a little bit more. Because I don't think a lot of people know how to play this. This is just us being Michigan. Uh, Keegan kicks out the edge. Everybody's blocking down. Um, uh, Loveland gets a great ball, uh, block here. I think Barnhart's a little bit late off the ball. I, I would like to see him a little bit better on the ball. Um, but I'd like to see this this package a little bit more uh, out in the field because I don't know if uh, a lot of teams can play this. I don't think a lot of teams can play. There's Keegan kicking out. There's the um, um, <coughs> Bredesen leading through. Uh, everybody blocking down. A little bit late off of Barnhart. Now, what we're going to see here. After this, let's look at the end zone here a little bit. Watch these three guys right here. Watch these three guys right here. What an effort. They don't have to get a pancake block. All they got to do is get engaged and keep them from running down the play. We got an inside gap player, and, and we got Barnhart. We got an, in, an um, a play side gap player, and we got Nugent. 
Watch these guys make these blocks. These are key, key blocks right there. They stop all penetration from the backside. That gives us an opportunity to lead through and kick out. And there's nothing to say that this isn't worth five yards anywhere. Jerry, you're saying you want to see more three tight end fullback and short yardage situations? That's what you're saying? I want. I, I don't care. Hey, look at Denny. Look what we yeah. did to Penn State. Yeah. Look at the confusion that that lineup did to Penn State. I would like to see it more in the field. Okay. I'd like to see it all, uh, a little bit more. There's Johnson catching another one. Okay, here we are, Denny. All this mess is man on. Man on, man on, man on, man on, man on, and too deep, and too deep. Uh, throwing situation, you would think a lot of teams like to blitz in this situation, Denny. A lot of teams like to blitz, make the quarterback get the ball out of his hands quick and make a play. <clears throat> I would just elect to go man under, too deep, and rush four. Watch this three technique right here, Denny. This kid right here is playing pass, or he's playing pass. He's playing pass. He doesn't rush. Nugent and Keegan both lose sight of him because they think he's dropping. And then he makes the play. I think JJ could have made this play right here, but again, this is a tough throw. He's got number four sitting right there. Remember this? I think that's the same kid that just made the play on the punt return. He's got number four sitting there. That's a tough throw. So JJ's taking a second look at that throw, but there's nowhere to go with the ball. Everybody is covered. They're rushing four. And they make the play because a defensive tackle looks like he's dropping and everybody lose sights of him. That's that's good defense. That's good stuff on the defensive side. And I know everybody was real discouraged about the way our offense played. <coughs> Let's give some credit to their defense. <coughs> Excuse me. Here they are, man under, one deep. Now, I want you to watch this defensive end over here, Denny. <coughs> Excuse me. He comes and loops all the way around. All these defensive linemen are angling. I think J.J. should have went the other way with his motion or with his um <coughs> his scramble but he but I think he went the wrong way but watch this defensive end come over here and set the contain edge over here <coughs> oh gosh excuse me that's Iowa playing good defense right there that's all that is all right that looked good I don't want to spend much time on this one Denny but here's a stunt. Again, Iowa not blitzing, just using their defensive stunts. <clears throat> a stunt that we've been using all year long. And they get home. And they get home. <clears throat> We've got to do a better job on this because this is like the second or third time I've seen it. This is our, our stunt. This is our stunt. We use this all the time <clears throat> on the defensive front. And uh, we got to start getting on the, on the same level with um, Keegan and uh, and Henderson there. Henderson Ooh. lets him get inside. Uh, that's a tough that's a tough stunt. Uh, it's very difficult to block, and that's why so many people are starting to use it now. I don't, you know, guys play. Uh, you know that that coach right there. He's that intense because he knows his guys are giving effort. 
All right, here's the ISO. He didn't like Again. the call. I forgot the call. What the, what the call was? I think, the call, I think it was a good call. Okay. <clears throat> I think it was a good call. Which one was it? Do you remember what the call was? I'm, 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 it was uh, a, a fumble. It was the one where uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. the ball and gave it to the ref. That's what I thought we were going to lose the ball. Oh, yeah. That was the one that uh, that Sandra still hit him Yep. when they said that the, the arm was going forward. I understand why he's mad about that one. Because you know what? The ball was on the ground and the, the whistle blew. And, you know, they, oh. they, 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 they blew the whistle a little bit too fast. Though. They should have let it play out. Uh, I agree. I would have been mad if that would have gone against Michigan. I would have said, you know, I, I, I've seen plays like that go against Michigan before, it seems like. And so, you know, you are mad. This time it went for Michigan. But so I understand why he's upset. But absolutely. You, know, absolutely. Tough, you put that in a tough category. <clears throat> okay. Here's a little ISO. We've been running this in the red zone or black zone, whatever you want to call that, 10 and in. We've been running this a lot. Now, I like running it the one technique, and I'll show you in a minute. But watch Iowa. These kids are tough. I mean, we're, we're getting stalemated at the line of scrimmage. Uh, watch Bredesen. When was the last time you saw a linebacker come up and stop uh, and, and stuff Bredesen right in the hole? I mean, this is man-on-man, man, boy. This is this is tough football right here. Um Boom. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. What happens is Henderson somehow gets inside his defensive end and gets a nice pancake. That's a great block. I love, I love Barner here. That might be the best block of all. Keegan has a great block on this one. You know, when you're one-on-one -on -one with the, with, with the defensive lineman and you get a little bit of movement, that's a good block. That's a good block. One-on-one -on -one blocking is one of the tough arts um, in football. That that on the line, that is one tough uh, tough assignment. But there's nowhere to go. Great block by Henderson getting inside and making a pancake. Great block by um, Barner staying engaged and running his feet. And he actually gets in front of uh, number 29 <clears throat> Castro uh, for Iowa, and um, and gets in that way and uh, gets in his way. And um, Corum does what he does best, finds the hole. Bounces, runs with his eyes. Great score. Michigan gets the ball inside the 10 against Alabama. They're not going to do any Philly special this year. They're going to number two. I, I got to believe that. I, I It's the safest bet, and uh, um, why wouldn't you? I mean, we're the, right. we're the best. I think we're the best short yardage team in America. I, I don't know. Now, see here, no, Denny, this is I'm what I'm talking about. This is where I would like to run the ISO. Because now we got angles. We got a double team here on the nose guard that couldn't work up to the backside linebacker. We can keep Keegan home on this defensive tackle. Um, Nugent would have this backside A gap. If we brought uh, Bredesen over in here, we got nice angles over here on the one technique. I always liked running <coughs> the ISO at the one technique because I thought we had better angles. At the three technique, that's a tough block for Keegan right there. That's a very tough block to get inside there and get movement. But I think he does a great job on that block. That kid's a good ball player. That number 85, their defensive line was very good, very active. Okay. I think this is the best defense we've seen all year, Denny. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's the best defense we see the rest of the year. This is a sound defense. Michigan on the 15-yard line with a 20-point lead, uh, first and 10. And what do they do? They get a sack. 
<clears throat> I don't think the, I don't think the protection's all that bad. 1001, 1002, 1003. That ball's got to be gone. You're not going to get much more. That's a pretty good protection right there. There's nowhere to go with the ball. Where do you go? Where do you throw the ball? And that's why I think this defense, it gave Michigan problems, and that's why it gives Michigan problems. Okay, Denny, that's all I got. Great win. One thing I do want to show. Oh. Wagner, you got to – this kid's got to make the play on hardball. <laughs> He's got to make the play. He's got to take one for the, for the team, man. You got to take one for the team, big fella, number 49 at Wagner. What a great job he's done all year long snapping. Uh, for us. I like where you're at. But uh, Jerry, uh, go ahead. You got to take one for the team. All right. I've got uh, four quick, real things for you. One is the feedback. DVR says he liked how Maryland set us up perfectly for Ohio State. And he says Iowa sets us up perfectly for Alabama, the way they played. You, you agree with that? I, I, I would tend to agree with that. Yes. yes. Yep. I do too. The kid number four is uh, OT had mentioned that he is from Michigan. And I looked it up. Cohen Ettringer uh, is uh, from Ypsilanti, Michigan. So OT was correct about that. That was number two. And I liked how you pointed that out. Number three, you showed the 35 yard field goal. You showed the 36 yard field goal. Turner also had a 46 and a 50. He had a 50 yarder and he was three for three against Ohio state. Uh, one for one at Penn State. That was an easy one, but you just keep going back. 14 field goal kicks in a row from uh, from Turner. The last time he missed was the the first one against Rutgers, and then he missed one in the opener. 14 to 16 on the year. He's been fabulous. I guess that's more of a point than a question, but. No, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll dovetail on that one, Denny. <clears throat> what that 50-yard field goal does. It, it tells the defense you can't allow Michigan inside the 35. Once Michigan gets inside the 35, there's a good chance that they get three points. Now, let's think about this. If we get the kickoff on the 25, if we don't do anything but get the ball on the 25, all we have to do now is what? A 40, 50-yard field? Yep. It's yep. not a lot for our offense. That's not that much for our offense. Now, all of a sudden, your defense has got to be a little bit more um, aggressive to try to stop us from crossing that 35. Once we cross that 35, there's a good chance we're going to put three on the board against you. It's uh, it's nice to have. Uh, <clears throat> the money is being sent to you, DVR. The other question I had was you, you told me you sat in the corner at um, Lucas Oil Field. It reminded me of back in the day, uh, Herb Brooks was the – the uh, Miracle on Ice head yep. coach. You're familiar yep. with him back in 1980? Yep. He was at Yost Ice Arena way back in the day, and I went and got him and brought him into our broadcast booth for an in-between-the-period uh, interview, and he was kind enough to join the crew and everything else. And then he went back. He was standing in the corner of uh, of Yost Ice Arena. When I saw him over there again, I said, hey, uh, Herb, you know, here's uh, you know, the gold metal winning coach. I said, Hey, we've got room in the press box. We had, we are right there at center ice, you know? So I'm thinking, you know, Herb Brooks, we would love to have him, you know, go ahead and just sit right there, right in the, um, right in the broadcast booth. And Herb said, no, thanks. Thanks, but no, thanks. I like watching the game. 
in the corner. It gives me a perspective that I don't, you know, so he added on not only was he just no thanks, but he told me he liked watching the game from the corner. Jerry, you watch a lot of football, you know, end zone, you get that all 22, right? You know, well, that's the camera angle that we all see on the TV is from the 50. Herb Brooks like watching the game from the corner. What about you? I'm a 50-yard line guy. Okay. I like the 50. But I'll tell you what, <clears throat> one of the best games I ever saw was Michigan at Notre Dame, um, Gary Moeller's first game, and we sat in the end zone at Notre Dame Stadium. And you could actually see holes open. Um, uh, I forget who it was, the uh, uh, running back. Um, oh, gosh. Can't remember. But Michigan was just exploiting big holes, and you could see it in the end zone. So I, I understand what uh, um, Coach Brooks was uh, was talking about. I mean, getting a different perspectives. And I, I, like I said, I was seeing holes for uh, Corm to run through, and then all of a sudden I'd see number 29 coming down and filling it. Or number 30 coming down and filling it. Uh, that's why it's it's hard to run against good base sound defenses. Teams that fit well, those are hard teams to, to beat on the run game. All right. We learned a lot of things today. Jerry likes watching the game from the 50. I'm with you on that. Great job, Jerry. We look forward to uh, seeing your film review of the Tide coming up next week. And we appreciate uh, all of the knowledge today. Denny, great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Hail to the victors. There it is. Jerry D. 